lifted up. Today we celebrate the ascension of the Lord, in which he ascends of his own power to the right hand of God, showing us where you and I are meant to go. So here's Jesus, God, existing for all eternity, right? The second person of the Trinity, who condescends, condescends, which means to descend with. He condescends to be with you and I, that of all creatures, of all creation, of all spiritual beings, God chooses to become human so that then he can lift up our humanity to be with him in heaven. And so any heaviness, any difficulty, any frustration, any pain, suffering that we experience in life, Jesus chooses to enter into it with us so that he can take us with him to the Father, to that eternal bliss, blessedness, happiness that he made for us. And so part of what consoles me is to know that um, that the, the body matters. The body's not just the compartment that my soul moves around in, that that, God, that Jesus thinks my body is, our bodies are so important that he takes on a body. And somehow he wants to redeem us, soul and body. And so, and so afflictions of the spirit affect us bodily as well. Because we're, something I preached on before, right? That um, we see around us in our society more than ever, we see uh, body image issues. Um, We experience uh, depression and heaviness. We uh, have struggles with substance abuse. We have struggles with self-harm. And the beauty of a day like this is that God knows that we have a body and he wants to transform it and to raise it up, to redeem it, to be with him. And so I don't need to feel, I mean, sometimes I can feel like overwhelming. You know, it's like, I just feel broken at times. You know, I feel like a screw up or something, you know. And God's like, maybe you feel that way because of original sin. But I have a plan to not leave you stuck there, but to lift you up. And so part of the invitation that God wants to do is he invites me to bring my brokenness Uh, to embrace myself, to embrace me where I'm at so that he can transform me. But I I think, I think for a lot of college students, rather than embracing our brokenness, we try to find a distraction from it. I can, I turn to pornography so I don't feel quite so alone or stressed. Or I, I, I smoke weed because... I don't like the stress of my own life. Or it's easier just to get drunk and feel good for a little while. When what Jesus wants to do is to take our reality 
enter into it with us and lift it up. What does St. Paul say today? May the eyes of your hearts be enlightened that you may know what is the hope that belongs to his call. What are the riches of glory in his inheritance? What is the surpassing greatness of his power? That even though I don't experience this all the time, that what Jesus desires for me is to be enlightened. Jesus wants to renew my hope. Jesus wants me to share in the riches of glory. Jesus wants me to share in his greatness of his power. That precisely where I feel weak, Jesus wants to lift me up to share in his power. And so a day like this, Ascension reminds me that I wasn't made just for here. You know, when I have a bad day, it's like, yeah, today was hard, uh, but I wasn't made just for here. Um, it's kind of like, you know, students who, there's a lot of graduates here today, right? That, um, that how many times along that journey have you said, you know what, <laughs> uh, I'm not going to be in this class for the rest of my life, right? That this, this cross will end, <laughs> you know, like... Um, <laughs> I even got through seminary that way, you know, I was like, um, seminary is not forever, thanks be to God, you know, like, college, college is not forever. Like, there's a bigger picture, and it's that bigger picture that allows me to, to take my head out of just, I'm stuck in this thing, and re- be reminded that there's a bigger picture, that there's a God who loves me, and he has a plan to lift me from this, to share in, in just a freedom and a happiness that doesn't end. St. John Vianney has a quote. He says, The eyes of the world see no further than this life, but the eyes of the Christian see deep into eternity. The eyes of this world, the eyes of the world see no further than this life, right? So that's why it's seize the day, carpe diem. Just have fun today because who knows what's going to happen tomorrow. But the eyes of the Christian see deep into eternity. That God is working an eternal plan. And that whatever suffering and difficulty I go through right now is somehow part of his plan so that the glory I share with him will be even better. So, So God, you could say, God wants what's best for us. And that even when I when I suffer, that it's somehow part of his plan to get me where he wants me. It makes me think a little bit of, of mothers on this Mother's Day, right? What, is, what does a mother want for her child? A mother wants what's best. And, and a mother is not afraid to express it, right? <laughs> uh, eat your vegetables. Um, go to church. <laughs> you know, like, like a mother, the, the mother of James and John, she asks Jesus what she wants for her sons. Like, she says it. That's, that's part of the blessing and the curse of mom. They'll just tell you, you know. Um, but, but a mother will also, a mother who feels so, I was, just saw in our chapel in the rectory, there's an image this morning. There's like, you know, Mary holding Jesus, right? That a, that a mother who has held her child for so many years continues to hold that child in her heart every day. And when that child suffers, like Simeon and Anna prophesied to, to Mary, that you yourself, a sword will pierce. No, no sword ever pierced Mary. 
But as she saw her son suffer, that she, in that empathetic way that only a mother can, like, suffered with him. And so when a, when a mother sees her child make decisions that are not good for them, that a mother silently suffers with them every day. If, if you don't believe me, ask your mom. <laughs> but interestingly, a father is different. A father also wants what's best for his child, but his approach is, is just different, you know? Um, like, if, if dad is teaching us how to ride a bike, it's more likely we're not wearing a helmet, you know? Like, <laughs> like, like dads get it that, you know, sometimes you gotta skin your knees and, and then you learn. So, like, a dad's approach more often is like the school of hard knocks. But it's for a reason. It's not because they don't care. They want what's best for us. But they recognize that sometimes, you know, you've got to learn somehow. And that that might be the most effective and efficient lesson than me talking till I'm blue in the face. But God, the father who knows that, like we see, we see this in like the story of the prodigal son, that the father, yes, he welcomes his son back, but he first had to let his son walk away. And he knew that the best place for his son was to be right there. This is what's best for you. But if you're going to squirm and fight and don't want to be here, just get out of here. Fine. Like, it's okay. You don't have to be here. Even though I know this is what's best for you, if you want to go and, and get hurt and starve and, and just starve for what? Starve for love? Starve for meaning? Starve for family, you know? That if that's what you need, then so be it. And so God the Father is the same way with us, that he gives us freedom, even though he knows being close to him is what's best for us. That somehow on our journey that through the school of hard knocks, that sometimes that's exactly what we need to recognize how awesome his love is. There was a young man named Rick. When he was 21 years old, he heard about a lacrosse player at his school who had become paralyzed. And there was a, a five-mile race as a fundraiser. And so Rick talked to his dad and said, hey, dad, let's do this race as part of the fundraiser. And you you may have heard of this story, this, this father and son. The challenge was that Rick, the son, had cerebral palsy. He'd never even stood up on his own two legs. He couldn't use any of his limbs. But he wanted to do this to help somebody else out. And the father hears the desire of his son and says, okay, we'll do this. So his son puts his son in a wheelchair and he runs the five miles pushing his son the whole way. His son finishes the race with his dad, and he says, Dad, when I'm running, it feels like I'm not handicapped. The father hears this, and he's like, of course, like, you weren't made to just sit there. You were made to run. You, you were made to feel fully alive. And so over the course of the next several years, Rick and his father did all sorts of races. Now they've done 72 marathons, including the Boston Marathon 32 times. They've done over 1,100 races. And every step of the way, his father is right with him, 
pushing. And they say that at the Boston Marathon, like, you know, if you've done a race, like, people are cheering and clapping or whatever, but they say, you know exactly where they're at because you hear them coming. You hear this roar in the crowd of the people on the sides watching this happen, and they just, they cheer and they scream and they erupt in applause in this, in just encouraging this, this father and son running this race, trying to get to the finish. Jesus Christ desires more than anything in our lives to get us to the finish. And to help us get there, he has chosen to come into our lives, to take on the sufferings that we experience for, for our sake. Just like the Father's the one pushing, the Father's the one suffering. That Jesus says, I will do this with you every step of the way, never leaving you alone, encouraging and spurring you on to the goal. And the whole way, you might imagine the angels and the saints just like cheering us on, encouraging us from the finish line, telling us that it's worth it. That we don't need to feel discouraged by skinning our knee or falling down or even just wandering off aimlessly for a while. But that somehow every moment is a new moment to get back on track, to recognize God running with us, encouraging us, carrying us, lifting us until we can be with him forever with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in heaven.